Howdy folks, and welcome to this, the spoopy edition of Session Zero, the Choose Your Old Adventure podcast. My name's Matthew, or Grim, or Grimnir, whatever you want to call me, on the server, and I'll be your host with the ghost tonight. While Halloween is actually my very favorite holiday of the entire year, I have nothing special planned for this Halloween edition of the podcast. It just happens to fall on Halloween, and I didn't think of it until I was recording it, so too late now. I've already got my plans in place. So what do I have planned? Well, as it happens, November 15th, I believe, is the release date of the remastered edition of Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I've been playing that a lot, and it all has to do with the kerfuffle regarding licensing at the beginning of the year related to Dungeons & Dragons 5e. If you care about that stuff, there is a lot to read on the topic, and... Well, here we are. I'm not going to get into all that, but suffice it to say, they're removing a lot of things that fell under the sort of purview of the licensing by Dungeons & Dragons through Wizards of the Coast and everything like that. One of the things that they are removing in the new publication is alignment. That's right, no chaotic good, no neutral evil, nothing like that. No more lawful stupid paladins or chaotic hungry trolls. The system that they're expanding to take its place is one that already existed within the game, mostly applying to clerics and the deities and their worshippers, which is edicts and anathemas. Edicts are the things you're supposed to do as a follower of that deity, and anathemas are the things you're not supposed to do as a follower of that deity. All they're doing is they are expanding this system to cover lots of other situations so people don't have an alignment they will have edicts and anathemas based on their uh ancestry on their character class i think and background all that kind of thing can play into it but essentially no more alignment as that in the traditional two axis alignment system of lawful good lawful neutral lawful evil neutral good neutral neutral evil chaotic Good, chaotic, neutral, and chaotic evil. That was our standard sort of nine alignment system with the two axes and all that kind of thing. So how is this going to change your game if you play Pathfinder 2e? How is it going to alter your perception of the D&D system, which is hanging on to the alignment, that two-axis grid? And why should you care? Well, to me, honestly... I'm going to give you my opinion, and I would love to hear your thoughts on the matter in the podcast discussion channel on the server. Myself, I style myself a bit of a philosopher, although for work I deliver mail, but that gives me a lot of time to think while I'm walking out there. And I think a lot about this stuff probably too much, and one of the things that has been the feature of my gaming since I started gaming when I was 10 or 11 years old is that I never really cared much for the alignment system. I've never used it, never liked it, and so this big change, honestly, to me, it is mostly that I will be less annoyed with other people using alignment because fewer people will be using alignment and so I won't have as many opportunities to be annoyed with this. So why did I mention I was a bit of a philosopher? Well, even when I was 10 or 11 or 12 years old, probably closer to 12 or 13 when I started thinking about this stuff, alignment didn't really sit right with me. And one of the things is that you can have an entire 
and I really need to add the qualifier mortal race that is described in the monster manual as evil. I find that unpalatable for a number of reasons. One of the things in the biggest one really is that when you have something that is fictional, it's never just fiction. Fiction is always informed by our society and it always informs our society. To say something is just a story is to really ignore the fact that in a lot of ways our own conscious thought is nothing more than a story our brain is telling itself after the fact and we're all a bunch of goo that happens to think about itself kinda and it's really weird it's all very very philosophical and crazy but that's something that I think about and to label an entire race of people who have their own supposed free will as evil well that way genocide lies and I'm not really okay with that. I don't think that we should be playing characters who consider it moral and good to massacre those goblin villages because they're all evil therefore we must kill them in order to be good. I think there are better things to do in the real world. Good doesn't defeat evil by killing evil. Good defeats evil by making evil into good. That comes with the massive caveat, however, that sometimes it's totally cool to label an entire class of being as all evil or all good. Take, for example, demons and devils. Yeah, those things, I'm cool with them being a force of nature. They are not mortal. They do not have free will. They are forces of nature that are evil by definition, or if they're on the celestial end of things, they're good by definition. I still think that it's kind of lazy writing, but you know, if that's how you want to do things, I don't have as big a problem as that because we remove free will from the equation. They are acting according to their completely fundamentally evil or fundamentally good nature, as the case may be. And I'm okay with that. It's only when we get into mortals and the question of free will that I have a big problem with it. Here's an even uh, sort of fun fact for you. The original story about the Tarrasque, one of the big bads in the Dungeons & Dragons universe, the Tarrasque in the original story started off as the villain, but as I earlier alluded to, the way it was defeated, it was turned to good. There was a nun who, through her pure heart and good actions was able to turn the heart of the Tarrasque away from its rampage and turn it into a docile creature that was willing to help the villagers it had previously been tormenting. What happened? Well, the villagers killed it. The villagers were the villains the whole time. Ooh, cool, right? Now, what does that have to do with this? Well, I guess mostly it's just that nothing is just a story. It all wraps around all the fiction, interweaves with reality, and so... Our choices in the game do reflect some of our real-world morality and our real-world real world reality affects our choices in the game. So I don't think you can really separate the two things completely, but you can sometimes simplify things as with demons and celestials and all that kind of thing. Mostly I say all that because a lot of people will tell me, oh, it's just a game, oh, it's fine to play it this way, and well, it is totally fine to play it that way, however... I think that ignores how important stories and fiction in are in our real-world morality and not just in being informed by our real-world reality, but one of the things that novels are supposedly good for is actually moral education. So to say that the direction is only one way, I think, is a bit off. So I think it is best to treat these things as serious matters 
and uh, deal with them in all the complex, nuanced variety they come in. Again, though, this is a game, and, well, treating it as a game, what are we going to have added to the game and what are we going to have taken away from the game by using an alignment system or by removing an alignment system? I'm going to say that I recently did actually come around to be a little bit more friendlier to the alignment system as traditionally presented in Dungeons and Dragons because of a conversation I had pre-game uh, with the game that I run for my family and a couple of friends uh, occasionally. One of my friends in that game is a big fan of the alignment system, especially he loves the idea of it being a cosmic force of nature, just like in that same setting, air, earth, fire, and water are cosmic forces with their own elemental planes. There should be an elemental plane of evil and an elemental plane of good, as far as he's concerned, and I actually think there is some merit to that idea. Can be a load of fun. My big problem, as I say, is mostly when it comes into labeling an entire mortal race. One of the advantages, though, it does add clear sides. You are supporting the celestial side on the forces of good and everything, or and you don't have to think too hard about it, or especially when you're just opposing these, the inverse of the celestial side of things, the demonic side, the uh, demons and devils and all that, if you're directly opposing and killing them, well, that sounds like it's pretty straightforward, and I actually don't have a problem with it being that straightforward. I personally prefer it to be a little more nuanced in my own games, but hey, power to you, and that's a totally unobjectionable way to include the good and evil things. At its best, I think the two-axis alignment system is when you decide as a DM, typically, that the monsters have their certain alignment and it might be chaotic evil, might be neutral good, whatever it is. And the only thing you're really doing with it is that when you have a choice and you're not too certain based on the personality of that given NPC what choice they would make, refer back to that alignment and see if any of the choices presented align with that alignment and they would tend to make that choice unless they're being tricksy hobbitses or whatever they're doing so they would tend towards those choices but every single one of them is an individual with its own free will and might for whatever personality reasons make a different choice or for plot reasons whatever at its worst, I think it tends to take away the nuance. Witness the events I alluded to earlier where you might have the lawful stupid paladin who will go ahead and massacre that goblin village because he's good, they're evil, therefore he must slaughter them all. That's the only clear choice for him, therefore he must do it. I think treating it as a straitjacket is really, really a poor choice. It's going to take away all the nuance. And honestly, even then, I think you're better off looking at flaws and ideals like you have from your backgrounds that are already in Dungeons and Dragons. The other argument I hear in favor of it is that it makes a good shorthand for how to run the monster or NPC when you are the dungeon master. And I think that's actually probably, in my mind, that's honestly the weakest of the arguments you could make. If it's a shorthand for how to portray it, it should have a pretty universal application, and I refuse to believe that a red dragon is going to make the same choices that a troll is going to make, but they're both chaotic evil. That's the same shorthand. 
what you're relying on for running that evil dragon is the knowledge that it's a dragon, that it's greedy, that it's powerful, that it's arrogant. All those things that you can say about a dragon are not necessarily the same about a troll. The troll is mostly just hungry and likes to hurt things. I think that's basically as far as trolls get in their reasoning. I don't get that from the alignment, though. I get that from my image of what a troll is. If, however, you're using that shorthand, as I alluded to earlier, where you just have this character that you have in mind, which has its own goals and ideals and flaws, and if you're not sure what choice it's going to make, if you have that alignment, but you can refer back to that. But I don't know that you're go at that stage you're going to be doing it. You've already got the character in mind. You know what its motivations are. Go with its motivations. One of my favorite moments from the conversation with my friend uh, that I was having about the alignment system was the moment when we agreed that this was actually one of the best elements of Dungeons & Dragons, especially as it was in the earlier rule sets where they were really not clear rules and the alignment system is really not clear either. And some of the best times I've ever had have been actually arguing the points, arguing what the alignment meant, whether or not it fit in that category or this category, how to interpret the rules, all of that stuff. Arguing about it can be a blast and they are some of the best times I've had. And that's actually, to my mind, shockingly, an actual advantage of the alignment system, how vague it kind of really is and how many arguments you can have on whether or not it's really good to massacre those goblin children. I have little doubt that a lot of my own current actual real-world moral compass comes from the discussions I had with my friends when I was a teenager discussing exactly these topics, figuring out what constituted good versus evil in D&D games, which is preposterous, but hey, here we are. We all take our moral education from somewhere. Our very own Scott number two will note if he ever has looked at my D&D Beyond character sheet for my character in his campaign, beyond checking that the mechanics work right, look right, uh, he might note that there are is no alignment written down. And I didn't actually even write down her flaws or bonds or ideals or anything because I wrote a detailed backstory, which I shared with him and everything, and I didn't feel it necessary. I haven't written down alignment on a character sheet since years and years and uh, certainly not in fifth edition when I found as soon as I saw it I thought that the ideals and bonds and flaws and all that were much better than the alignment system anyway for making a good character. So to summarize I think the traditional two axis nine alignment grid of Dungeons and Dragons is okay but I do believe that the superior methods are using something like edicts and anathemas as pathfinder 2e does or the also dungeons and dragons system of the flaws and background details that they gain in character creation i think those make much better guides for how to determine the morality of the character and how to play them at the table but Mine aren't the only thoughts out there. I'm probably an idiot in some way, and I would love to have you tell me so and why. So please do feel free to talk about alignment in the podcast chat channel. I would love to hear from you on what you think of it. In two weeks' time, we'll be back with another episode of the podcast. It'll be the 13th episode, and that's a real pity it wasn't today's episode. But here we are. Can't... You know what? I'm just going to number this one number 13. There is no 12. This is episode 13. Ha! Huh.
take that numbering system. And in that next episode, which will be episode 14, because there is no 12, this is episode 13. In that next one, we will be talking about, well, I will be talking about different games aside from Dungeons and Dragons. It is a completely subjective and biased list of some of the games that I am interested in recently. If you have a burning desire to share the spotlight with me for that episode, I know some of you do play a bunch of other different games and I would love to have you on the show and we could talk about these games together. Until then, I'm Grim and I'm gonna go get the alignment checked on my car.